Top five, top five, top five. Hey guys, welcome to the Top 5 Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Botang, where I talk to dope people who are doing dope things. And today I have an amazing guest, none other than my wife, Danielle Botang. What's up? Yeah. (laughs) So today we're just going to have some dope conversations. Uh, We're going to dive into a a little bit about her. Uh, You're going to get to know a little bit of bit more about my wife uh for the people who don't know her you're gonna get to know her um about a role that she has um and how she's able to conquer and just get through it every day as a woman in that industry that she's in um you're gonna get to know a little bit more about our marriage as well and uh just about ourselves and life and uh how we're uh just pushing as a young couple um but also just trying to build a future and the things that we have to, have had to overcome um, as well. But before we start and go into that, uh, I would like to start off with a quote of the day. So um, once I read the quote, we're going to talk about what it kind of means to us or what it speaks to us. So are you ready? Yep. Okay. So life has no remote. So get up and change it. Mm. It's just that simple. So, but what does it mean to you? It sounds like stop being lazy. Uh-huh. Get up and and do the thing that's within reach. It's going to take a little bit of effort to get where it is, but it's there and it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's funny when we're like sitting somewhere and we're searching for all over for the remote. It's like, dang, all this stuff you walked around to find the remote, you could have just walked up to the TV and changed the channel. <laughs> yeah, that too. Like, that's too. That's so. a great way to look at it. I think for me too is this, um, yeah, definitely the lazy part. Um, but also just kind of like you're the master of everything to, that goes on around you. You can filter what you watch or you know, and when we're re- relating it to life, I guess you're the master of what it is that you want to change. You know what I mean? Just at least what you are in control of. Um, you have the pretty much you have the ability and capability to just change your situations. Um, and I think, you know, especially nowadays too, like with everything being such a um, microwave uh, society. You know, you just expect things to just. You want it there, and then I like my food quick. Yeah, you know, yeah, you do, you do, do. Um, especially when I'm hungry. Especially when you're hangry, but uh, not for sure. I think, like for instance, if we want to talk about success and everything with you know social media um, and just the power that it has, a lot of people just kind of oh. I don't have to do anything. I just could just make it happen just like that. But no, you it takes do. some work. Exactly. It ta- it takes some work. You know, there is no such thing as like an overnight celebrity. I mean, there is, but it takes time to become that overnight. You still have to do something to get seen. Exactly. You know, there has to be some type of consistency before uh, the opportunity uh, presents itself or uh, the next, you know, I don't know, a uh, door opens up for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm glad that you, you were able to give your take on that. And I was too, but you know, since we, we read that, I think it also goes into the topic that we're going to talk about today. So I'm not going to say too, too much, but can you just 
tell us, you know, what you do, um, like where you went to school and like, you know, what you studied and where you are now. Yep. So um, I went to school at Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. A go Rams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was in school for five years. Um, I actually didn't get accepted straight into the program I applied for, which was um, biomedical engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got into pre-engineering, got caught up on my math and sciences, worked my butt off, and I I made it through. So I ended up majoring in mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was in school, I actually got the opportunity to internship uh, with Rolls-Royce in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, so my brother's god sister was uh, one of the HR the manager well she was responsible for hiring the interns that summer um mm-hmm. so she's like hey i got two hiring managers if one doesn't work we'll go to the next the one wanted someone with a little bit more design experience and then the mm-hmm. second one i didn't even have to interview with he was like sure i'll take her mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i ended up going to indianapolis for that summer got into rolls royce and by the way they do not make cars anymore bmw makes yeah, the cars please let people know because <sighs> i know whenever we get stopped or we talk everybody to people, be like everybody, can i get a car can i get yeah, a discount no exactly. i can't even get no discount <laughs> for real <laughs> um so now i did the internship there i was like dope i got rolls royce on my resume can't wait to get back to richmond um and apply to some other spots um, in richmond virginia, richmond, virginia. Yeah. i was actually uh traveling back and forth between indiana and richmond I'm initially from indiana northern indiana but my family moved to Roanoke, Virginia area when I was Mm -hmm. in high school. Um, So while I was in college, I was between my sophomore to junior year. Um, Then my senior year, uh, I was like, man, I can't wait. Well, no, it was actually my junior year. Mm -hmm. Um, Right after junior year, I was like, man, I can't wait to apply for some internships out here. I really wanted to stay on the East Coast. Um, And before I even got an opportunity to put in any applications anywhere mm-hmm. Rolls Royce had an HR manager hit me up I'm like I didn't call anybody yeah you didn't even I didn't even reach out but my original manager put my name off to um, another hiring manager and got another internship Man, a, you must have like really impacted yeah like and I'm great at phone interviews yeah made you a having great a whole impression. presentation set in front of me on how to answer the yeah, you got, questions I've so seen, I've seen it happen it gets serious mm-hmm. um but now so I went out there did that other internship I was like yo I got Rolls Royce on my resume twice nice I can't wait to apply double and, law yeah so I got the opportunity to interview with one location which mm-hmm. was NAFC um and I had one of the best in-person interviews in my life and the guy that I interviewed with, he was he gave me his card. He was like, hey, make sure you stay in touch. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I didn't know Rolls Royce had been trying to get in touch with me for almost a month with the job offer. Mm. Um, I think they had been contacting me on my work email. Don't have the work computer no yeah, more. So I was yeah, like, yeah. Ah, no you guys failed there. Yeah. yeah. So um, I got hit up and the HR manager was like, um, we've been trying to contact you. You aren't responding back to anything. I was like, I haven't received anything. Um, so I got that offer and I had two weeks, I think to sign or else I lose my starting bonus and stuff. 
Wow. It's probably the hardest decision I ever made in my life. Mm. Um, I really wanted to stay in Richmond. I love the area I was in. I love the church that I was in. Mm-hmm. My family's like three hours away, so it's close, but not too close. Yeah. Um, and then they, at the same time, I had this NAVC thing in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, it would have been about a $10,000 pay. Um, well, the NAVC would have paid about $10,000 less than what my offer was with Rolls Royce. Exactly. I was like, hey, if I can live in the area that I work at, there's bonuses and stuff that will come and I'll be all right. Now, let's back paddle um, a little bit because so you had two internships with Rolls Royce. So between sophomore and junior year, back to back. Right now, even before that, because I want to I want to unravel this whole. Uh, opportunity and how you were able to interview and everything because I think it'll be some amazing and valuable information Um, so first of all what made you go into engineering oh man I so growing up I was that tomboy Mm -hmm. that was always outside playing getting into something into my dad tools Mm -hmm. building ramps that we would ride our bikes on and stuff (laughs) so I was that girl I took um, woodworking classes in high school. I took draft drafting classes yeah. um, in high school. Computer aided um, classes too. Um, and it's funny because being a girl, my my best friend, the neighborhood that I grew up in, we were in a in a lived in a culture site, mm-hmm. and there was one guy that was roughly my age. He may have been a year or so under me. Um, we were best friends from mm-hmm. from as far back as I can remember. I, grew up in the same house for 16 years before we moved to Virginia. So I was always at one loving to do something with my hands, getting into something. Yeah. And so my uncle was an engineer um, and his son was one too. So I started reaching out to them. I think my freshman year in high school, trying to figure out, cause you know, freshman year, they start prepping you for, yeah, for exactly. college, even though it's kind of too late at that point too, yeah it should yeah, start earlier yeah. i mean hey we're gonna do better yeah um <laughs> but uh they started asking me what type of classes i wanted to get into and so i started doing my research i talked to my cousin found out the type of engineering he was in started figuring out what different engineering um mm-hmm. fields there were and but i came I, but i also too i think with the work your dad was doing too since he yeah my dad was electrical handy, he he pretty know. much should have been an engineer he was one of nine mm-hmm. um and so instead of taking the route to go to college he went to um to the air force yeah um so so Pat even, just played even out like i mean because even seeing him and he's a handyman he could take apart anything, anything and put, and it, put back it back together, together. so I th- I he's think ridiculous when definitely he, i think that definitely you know, oh, yeah. plays some type of part in for that. sure but yeah, so you said your uncle, your cousin, so you was able to find out like the different type of engineering and everything, yep. which I think a lot of people don't know. Yeah. Like, because you have parents wanting their children to be engineers, but they're, it, it's you saying like, oh yeah, my, go be an engineer. That's so broad. Yeah, like, it's extremely. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like, I mean, even for me, like before we met, I'm thinking engineer. I'm thinking, oh, okay. The only thing I know is like, oh, they probably design things. Yeah, you know, which I that, was a design engineer, but that, I mean, yeah. but, and that, that's all. That's all I know. You know what I'm saying? That's all I knew. Yeah. So being able to meet you, I was able to kind of understand. Okay, there's different, like, you know, there's always like a a sub 
you know, whatever of yeah. whatever. Like you, you're a designer, merchandise, whatever, everything. So I think it's amazing that you were able to do that your freshman year of high school yeah. to just dig into that information. Like, yeah. and nobody pressed you. It was just something that you wanted to learn. Yep. Now, when when you talked to your uncle, when you told him, like. Do you remember his response? Like, he was happy. That's mm-hmm. all I can remember. I mean, it's so long ago now, but mm-hmm. of, of course, they're there to support. When you say certain fields, it's like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Like, we weren't expecting that from you, but yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, what what were the, what do you think people were expecting you to be? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I To be honest, I really... But I think, I mean, your parents probably would have supported you. Regardless of whatever I wanted to do. My sister went from one major to the next, to the next, to the next, and that's college, to the Navy, 100% support behind everything. And and even with that, like, if you could touch a little bit of what, like, you was into, because I know we have these conversations all the time, but about, like, your love for design. So, growing up, it's a, it's a bit mixed. So, mm-hmm. I'm both left and right brained. I mm-hmm. have that artistic side of myself, but then that analytical, logical side, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, growing up, when I was in elementary, um, I loved art. Mm-hmm. And I had this thing. I loved drawing killer whales. Mm. And I remember my teacher, I was maybe in the fourth or fifth grade if even that Mm. maybe the fourth and she was like you're good but you'll never be like Mm. an artist or whatever because of she felt like I was kind of copying stuff I had did before I wasn't being original or whatever but who Mm. says that to somebody in elementary yeah 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 so I I ended up because I was only if she knew yeah, yeah yeah so I was in arts not only physical like art but um then also uh i ever since i was young when i was four i started playing the violin Mm -hmm. um i played the violin up until maybe the fifth grade i was in the i was in elementary i believe i was in fourth grade playing in the junior high orchestra because i had been playing for so long so hold on you played the violin you started the violin when you were four years old yeah in suzuki wow yeah, it's Babe, a, it's I didn't. A, I didn't even know. I knew you played the violin. I just didn't know you were four I told years you old. Told you I was four. Uh-uh, you My violin was like a, a foot, a half a foot <laughs> long. Yeah, but mm-hmm. no, nah, like they that program, like they taught you how to to play by ear, mm-hmm. um, and then you would move to music. But to be honest, I sucked at reading music, mm-hmm. and so I ended up. We would be in band or in in an orchestra, yeah. and I couldn't read the paper. Wow. And so I'd wait for somebody next to me to play, and then, oh, and I got it. it and then I, I always I knew can, what it I was. I can relate to that, too, I because that's how I learned how to play the keys. Is like I would just listen because somebody would be like, yeah, give me an F or a C. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but you go ahead and start. And then I would pick it up, and then I'd be like, okay, I know where yeah. where to start with my fingers on, yeah. the, on the piano to yeah. just go along with the same melody. So. But, but I mean, even for your teacher to say that, or like pretty much her trying to say like, oh, you're not original, or you're just copying, whatever. But if you really think, like, I mean, totally, she's wrong yeah. because what you were doing was just like you're able to play music just off of just listening, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. without being able to read. 
you're artistic without any type of training. Yeah. Like you didn't train your wrist to move a certain way or how to start, uh, you know, for your design to look, you know, dimensional, whatever. I think you were able to see something and you're like, oh, I can do that same thing my own way, which yeah. is a, an amazing thing. That's how if I mean. That's how it starts. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be bashed, but. But just that comment she made. Um, so kind of tying in the music stuff is by the time I reached the fifth grade, I, I decided because band was cooler than orchestra. Mm-hmm. I decided to, to switch over to band <laughs> and I started playing the trumpet. Um, uh-huh. And then from from the fifth grade all the way up till my junior year in high school, like mm-hmm. I was in band that takes up most of your electives. Yeah. I couldn't do any more art, no nothing. Yeah. So my senior year of high school came around. I was like, oh, I'm not going to do band this year. And I did an art class. And let's just say by the end of the year, my teacher wanted me to put a portfolio together and apply to BCU's art school. Mm. So that at that point, I'm torn between art and engineering and engineering and talk to anybody of course they're going to say engineering yeah of course i mean Um, they're probably most likely thinking of what's what would make you it's more more lucrative yeah what doesn't what field to go into where you aren't struggling like they did yeah or uh, what what you could always have a job in yeah which you know I I, i totally understand i have i understand but also too like one cool thing though too is like that a lot of people don't know is like you can translate engineering into anything yeah you really can you You can do anything so all it is is critical thinking and problem solving that's everywhere that's in everything it is but not to not to the heightened need or whatever that you're into because i mean when we talk about some of the the stuff that you you've gone through at work and like designs and the 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 demand of certain things to be done it's like i don't think the just i mean people could do it if they approached it the right way i just work my butt off it you you do and it takes a special person to be an engineer especially mechanical you know what i mean i was that person in in engineering or in school where when i studied for a test Mm-hmm. I like was thorough. I had my cheat sheets with multicolor, like I've fine seen, print. I've seen to where I don't my friends know. wanted to study with me because they knew I didn't play when I studied. And, it's, it's crazy. I don't even know how you read those cheat sheets. Like I don't either. I wear glasses and I wasn't wearing my glasses. My gosh. <laughs> but you, nah. could, you wrote a whole novel on, on them things, but I'm glad it worked out for you. Yeah. But go ahead. Go but kind of backtracking to mm-hmm. like that decision of what engineering to make. So backing back to my freshman year um, in high school and I get that idea. Okay. I know I want to do engineering, what engineering. So I start researching and finding out what's out there. Yeah. And when I was born, I was born with a, a heart defect pretty much where mm. one of the valves in my heart didn't collapse um, like it was supposed to. And they mm. quote unquote, quote unquote called it a hole in your heart mm-hmm. some people call it a heart murmur mine was like a little bit more serious to where it was called a mitral valve prolapse and every year up till I was about 13 or 14 I always had to go to the yeah, heart doctor check for checkups and watching what I did and stuff I never had any issues but it was something they were always worried about no dentist would touch me or anything until because wow. they used to believe that if you had a heart murmur that 
if you got any type of bacteria in your mm-hmm. system, then you it could go straight to your heart and kill you. So yeah. I would always have to take antibiotics before going to the doctor. But the reason why I'm saying that is um, I found biomedical engineering and mm-hmm. I was able to tie in something personal yeah, to, to it because I looked it up and saw artificial heart type of mm. stuff. And so it, it just intrigued me. Yeah. So when I started looking up schools, and this is way before we talked about moving to Virginia, mm-hmm. we were still in Indiana. And I looked up a school with biomedical engineering and VCU popped up. Wow. All right. So a few years pass. We're in Virginia. I'm going through school. I'm junior year in high school trying to figure out what I'm going to apply for and apply to. Maybe my senior year. I was I was late in the game. Mm-hmm. I only visited one college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I totally forgot about VCU. Wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about applying for it. Um, when I... When I started looking into some engineering programs. My uncle took me up to JMU. Mm-hmm. JMU had just started their engineering program. They were freshly accredited in certain types. They didn't have what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied to JMU still, and I almost applied to UVA, but I went there for like a Society of Women in Engineering's um, like event where you stayed the night there and you learned stuff about engineering and I hated the campus Mm. I don't know it was just it was in Charlottesville Virginia not Uh anything bad about Charlottesville I just it was it was just I don't know secluded and it was just I don't know I didn't I didn't feel like I was supposed to be there um and then I ended up applying to VCU just as a just in case type of thing yeah so I didn't get into JMU I'm actually surprised yeah it was that year, I think they only accepted 2,500 applicants, and it was very selective, wow. which it worked out for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's always a reason for something happening. So once I get to, um, I applied to VCU, um, I got into their pre-engineering program, worked my butt off that first semester to where um, I could start. So pretty much within pre-engineering to do biomedical, um, you had to be get caught up and be in some prep classes for like a year mm-hmm. all the other engineerings it was only for a semester so yeah. in that first semester my advisor talked me into going to electrical engineering because with biomedical at the time like all it was was either research or um or grad school and I was like eh, I don't uh, want to do either yeah. of those so I'm going to find something else yeah. I did a computer electrical for a semester had no experience with coding or anything and I was lost I bet. like I was in the TA's office all that's, the time that's a whole different language yeah it was no joke so I, I switched from that I did that for a semester and then I switched from that to mechanical and I stuck that through yeah. working my butt off going to any and every type of study opportunity whether it's the learning center or meeting up with friends ta sessions that's how i got through school now now let me ask you this because as we we know um engineering like it's it's a um it's a field where it's predominantly men Mm -hmm. and predominantly white men Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I didn't realize until I got in. Yeah, like... Like, nobody told me. <laughs> nobody said anything. I didn't even realize it until mm-hmm. people started saying things about me being different and how 
impactful it was to see an African-American in the engineering field. And not just an African-American, but an African-American woman. Yeah, female as well. But yeah. I grew up in, an, in a suburban type neighborhood where I didn't have any black friends in my neighborhood. It was yeah. nothing but, but Caucasian yeah. males. So it was nothing different it, for it me. Wasn't, it wasn't it was an just, adjustment for yeah, me. It wasn't like... Uh, it wasn't culture shocked. It was nope. just like, nope. it's almost like, this is how I grew up. I know how to navigate through here. So yeah. it's almost like, now let me ask you this. When people were saying that, oh, you're special, it, did it make you uncomfortable? No, it made me like, it opened up my eyes. I was very mm -hmm. naive. When I was going through high school, college, I feel like we were very sheltered. And I just, I wasn't exposed enough to, yeah. to even understand or so know. You, I mean, you was just living life. I was just living life. And then... Yeah. um I actually just put into context how much I hung around guys is mm -hmm. I didn't have my first close girl that friend that was a girl yeah. until my junior year in, in college hi Emily hey Emily <laughs> <laughs> like really really close of course you have people that you grew yeah. up with associates with but like real close like yeah, friendship exactly. and and because you guys I mean you ladies were also going through engineering school together yeah now I I know that I mean, I've met all your friends um, that you were in engineering school with. Well, not all of them. Not but all a, of them. The, a few. The, a you you met the closest ones. Yeah, the closest ones. Like, how was it? Like, how did you guys come together? We were like a little family, man. Like, how were y'all able to pretty much achieve what you guys did? Because all of you guys graduated. Yeah. All of you guys like stayed in the industry of engineering. Yeah. Uh, and everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah, in engineering. So, yeah. what was that drive for y'all, and also for you too, being an African American woman um, in engineering? Like, what was, what kept you guys going? You know? I mean, for me, the race thing still wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't in issue. my. It wasn't in my in my foresight. For me, it was figure out how to get through this next class. Figure mm -hmm. out how to pass this next test figure out how to do this next homework assignment let alone this next problem yeah. and for us like we got so close because we all worked through it together like we were there with each other to where it was my family away from away from home um yeah. to where we were close-knit there together all the time we go eat together we go hang out together um yeah. and so it was for real for real like it's the people that you link up with and go through engineering or college period is so crucial and key yeah. like yeah. they're like you can't make any you can't you can't do stuff by yourself yeah. you have to have yeah. that support around you and my friends in college were that that support and for me there was just no option for failure for me what 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 allowed me to I guess um be so successful in engineering or whatever however whatever you want to call yeah, it nah, is you my got it right, you got it right. <laughs> was my when I was in my freshman year I had to get a 3.5 GPA in order to get into the engineering program mm -hmm. so I worked my butt off and I kept that 3.5 the entire year by senior year I almost got to either 3.7 or whatever but mm -hmm. I mean I was like borderline um the next uh category up for graduating yeah. but the fact that 
I was able to keep that through engineering. Through, yeah, throughout the whole like it's a huge four, test. Years. It's five years. Wow. I pretty yeah. much had to start back at the basic math. So people who say that all oh, that's too math, too much math, or I don't understand. I don't know how. I didn't either. Yeah. I just yeah. worked my butt off and learned stuff in my classes. I, I took advantage of the mm-hmm. resources that were around me at school, and I, I was able to make it. Would you? Would you say more of like okay? So when we talk about math. And everything that goes into it too, because actually I want to make a point. I remember when, um, so I was in Bloomington, and then when I came back to, because um, I was transferring to IU, and then I came back home that summer um, and decided to take some math classes before I went back. Um, I had to take, you know, I had to take these math classes. I was like, yo, I you hate don't remember math. what math it was, do you? Um, I want to say finite, finite math, I want to say, but whatever for anybody that knows what finite math is, but, um, (laughs) or whatever, I don't, I don't even remember, but I, I I kid you not, I studied so hard. I would go to bed dreaming, dreaming about, about it. math I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> like, I'm sure you've had the same experience, right? Uh, I'm more so had, I've had dreams either in college or after college mm-hmm. to where I'm dreaming that I'm studying for a test that's the next See. day. And that's a horrible feeling in your dream. Yeah. Like, by the time we got to our senior year and we were done with stuff, we had been working constantly and going nonstop to where we were like, what do we do with ourselves now? Yeah. We don't even, it feels like yeah. we felt bad chilling and hanging out because it's like, yeah. it feels like we should be doing something. Doing something. Yeah. It's like, it's not enough. Yeah. But now nah, I've had those dreams it's, of it's, school. It's tough, yo, because it's like, especially too, for me, it was one of those things where I never truly learned how to study. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had mean? to teach myself. It, Nobody taught me and, how to study. I mean. I had to find what worked for me. Exactly. And working for me was going from start to finish, covering all bases. Otherwise, it didn't click and, for me. And you've, you've been there while I was still in school. Because you yes. was work. I mean, you were already an engineer while I was still in school. Yeah. You've helped me study. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I mean, of course, there are times where I just knocked it out by myself but you just giving me tips and all of that like a lot of helping people you write papers helping me write papers writing Man, you're papers a, you're an amazing one but um like a lot of people don't have they don't know where to start you mm-hmm. get what i'm saying it just like, clicked for me because i think about where i was able to just kind of custom my study skills and what worked for me which I think it was just being able to have my headphones in. Yeah, yours was different than mine. Yeah. I was trying to make you study like, like I studied, and then I had to realize, wait, he studies a different way. I, I got to let him do him. All I got to do is be in a room by myself, have my music playing. Most of the time, it's just some neo-soul, like, or it's just some conscious rap, whatever, some cool yeah. lo-fi music where I'm able to... I don't know. It's weird. I have to be able to relate the topic to the music that I'm listening to in some mm. type of way. It's just weird. It, it worked for me, but I see where I was able to come and think about my uh, brother Jesse. Like he doesn't really even have to study. He just gets A's. Like it's just he understands stuff. It just comes to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes for- I'm just like, wow. Like people, I've known people in college where it's like it just comes just 
easily. Yeah. You know? Do you think for Jesse and kind of just putting in context your background? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving from Italy, your your when you're I in mean, elementary, not knowing any English at yeah, all, all, like yeah, English yeah. being your third language, you missed out on a lot of basic stuff that he got to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think I think so, but I think He's I'm, I'm not Jesse, you're intelligent. Yeah, like he's you're super you're intelligent. extremely all intelligent. You're very are. talented. Yeah. yeah. But I think for me it was just more of the thing of okay, I had to play catch up, but mm-hmm. also because I didn't want to ask questions because I felt like it made me look dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man. But even like just I don't know. I feel like with you, you're more of a look, I'm gonna get this I'm gonna accomplish yeah. this. Yeah. You know, so I'm you, very motivated and driven. But mm-hmm. for me, like you you saying playing catch up like for me, I it's funny. You know how kids get tested for learning disabilities yeah. and stuff. I think if I got tested, mm-hmm. I had some learning disabilities and borderline dyslexic, some mm-hmm. other stuff. But yeah. for me, like I don't remember anything from before fifth grade. <laughs> I mean, who does? Really? But but still, no. I have some friends that were like, "Oh yeah, I remember learning that in, in fourth grade and nah, third grade and I, da da da." I, I, I don't remember anything well, to I where mean, i mean it could be some basic stuff like little geography or whatever but outside of that i don't really but even and kind of putting being a bigger testament of my accomplishments so far is the fact that when i was in elementary i was two reading levels behind where i should have been wow and even in college like even i hate reading yeah. but one thing I realized in college, like those textbooks aren't for anything. They're actually teaching you what yeah. you need to know. I know and so I learned to them. start read. I do. <laughs> they are on my bookshelf. It was a lot of money and I ain't get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay. So let's, let's even, so you, you were able to find out the different types of engineering, um, like, uh, ways that you could take it. Yeah. Um, you were able to get into VCU. Yeah. You were able to get into that program. You were yeah. able to graduate. One thing, too. Let's talk about real quick how you had. I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> how you had. I mean, what would you even call it? Like a banner? You had a it whole It was like a two or three story banner that was up on for the over side a year. of the engineering school. Yeah. Me and there were each individual photos of people but there was maybe three or four people highlighted that year yeah um and i got put up and interviewed i can't even remember who did all the interview stuff but i pretty much had was on the side of a building mm-hmm. right after graduation um That's and then huge accomplishment. i was inside the building with like a quote or whatever i said That's um a- Babe, that's a huge accomplishment. It's funny, my advisor, who was a huge help to me going mm-hmm. through school, Miss mm-hmm. um, Rivers, I love that woman, mm-hmm. um, but she actually called me up maybe a, a year or two after, no, it was like two years after graduation because mm-hmm. we were in the house mm-hmm. and I had just bought the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she asked me that I want the banner. I'm like, where, where am gonna I going to store this? Like, what am I going to do with like it? Like three stories I low-key wish I would have kept it, though, because, like, to Where'd show we... our kids yeah, that's one true. day, yeah, like, that's just true. go out to a big field and roll I mean, it we out. Got, we got pictures of it, though. Yeah. I have a bad picture. It's, like, through some trees. But, yeah. I had people hit me up for, like, a year after I graduated. People I went to church with, such and such. I was like, oh, shoot. I'm on the side of a building right now. 
but it was for my internships yeah. with Rolls Royce. Now that um, that yeah, man, that's a, that's yeah. that is amazing. I wanted you to just go ahead and put that out there. You know, just you know, my I wife ain't, you know, ain't no, you know, no plaything. Humble. I don't, I don't I know, share stuff I know like not. that. Let me brag on you real quick. Yeah. But um, just moving forward, so you were able to accomplish all these things, and then working at Rolls Royce. Um, I kind of want you to touch a little bit about like, so being that woman in the, yeah. you know, predominantly like, I mean, a lot of men, you know, there wasn't a lot of women in engineering, yeah. but also to them being wanting to be able to dedicate, you know what I'm saying? Cause I think you were part of, I don't, I don't think, but I know that you were part of a Rolls Royce North America. Rolls Royce women. women North America. Uh-huh. So yeah. like, can you Lord. talk about your experience, like actually being in the field? So now you're, you graduated. Yeah. You're there. Before I say that, just mm-hmm. to put in context, before I got to Rolls Royce with this full time offer, I don't know if you remember me saying I had that opportunity with NAVC, which is pretty much uh, government mm-hmm. work. Um, and in that two week time of trying to uh, happen to give an answer of whether or not I was going to accept my offer at Rolls Royce, the government went to shutdown. Oh, wow. And they didn't come out of it until a day after I had to sign that paper. Wow. If they probably weren't in shutdown, I would have turned down my offer to Rolls Royce and gone there and gone elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm thankful everything happens for a reason. We wouldn't have met. Yeah, we would have. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. but now going to what you just asked about being a woman in engineering, even so, it's funny because the world makes you conscious of what you are, not yeah. necessarily you going through and realizing that you're different. Mm-hmm. Um and I think for me, I didn't realize, like, me being so unique within engineering, being mm-hmm. a black female. I only knew of one other um, black female that was least with. There was one other in the same um, supply chain unit that I worked in. Mm-hmm. Um, she was my mentor. Um, but there's very few far was in that, between. Um, Takia. Takia. Yep. Shout and out to Takia. Takia. Yeah. And then Cassie, man. Yeah, Cassie, Cassie taught me a lot. Yeah, she told me I got to sit next to Cassie for um, maybe a year or so um, before I had to move on to another program. Um, But for me, it was always just about work. I wasn't focused on being different or anything like I got in there. I wanted to figure out how to get it done. So I keep getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. Um, But it's just funny because I worked at that location in Indianapolis for two years before I took uh, a temporary assignment out in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's crazy how much I learned in that short, I still had so much more to learn within the company, but it's crazy how much I learned within that short time period and became valuable, yeah. um, to them. But for me, like, and also yes, the opportunities that you had to travel the world. Yeah. I was able before leaving Indianapolis, I went over. So one of the components that I owned, uh, the design was a design engineer. Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of got passed through down through another couple other design engineers. And I came in towards the latter half of it. So all I have are, are drawings and stuff of these parts. I never got to see any of them physically because they were made over in Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe a a month before moving, maybe two months before moving, Mm -hmm. I got the opportunity to go over to Germany, um, to go meet with the manufacturing engineers, um, and to work out some problems and help 
get things over over yeah. the line. Um, but then once I got to Virginia is when the real traveling yeah, started. The traveling really started. Like within the first month or two, UK. I got asked. No, Was I got asked to go to Japan, Japan. first. Yeah, I remember Japan. Like two weeks before we were planned to go, yeah, um, which yeah. it was only a three-day trip. Um, it was the longest flight of my life. But Well, not a, a three We were there th- for there for three days. Yeah, exactly. No, not counting traveling time. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. physically traveling 14 hours to Japan yeah. to stay for three days, three days was yeah. exhausting. But it was, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it was a bit of a culture shock being mm-hmm. African-American over there. Like, yeah. they're looking at you. Yeah. You're, yeah. You stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Like, my, my manager that traveled with me, um, he's from... Um, from Glasgow, um, and, and England from Scot Scotland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, he didn't stick out till he opened up his mouth. Me, <laughs> I just sticked out because of what I looked like. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a dope experience. We went karaoke one night with them. Yeah, um, they love it. They love yeah. karaoke. It was kind of awkward cause yeah. you get like a, a private room mm-hmm. and you have drinks and food and stuff come in. Yep. And then there's a TV. It's it's almost like um, it's it's almost like if you were you get your own lanes like a bowling alley. Yeah, but it's secluded in a room, and you're in a room with people you've never seen before. Like, don't they have like the curtains? No, it was it had a door. I'm sure one of them, some some of them have. have This literally had its own private room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it it was cool. It definitely breaks you out of your shell being in that type of situation. to, To to take a trip. Yeah. So then yeah. the next one, I I definitely want to go back to Japan. Japan, mm-hmm. to, I was in Tokyo, Tokyo was and really it reminded fun. me of a, at least the part that I was in, reminded mm-hmm. me of a clean New York. Of course, yeah. there was other parts that weren't, um, but the part that we stayed in was. Then the next trip while I was working in Virginia, I went to the UK for two weeks, not even a couple weeks later after coming back yeah. from Japan. Yep. Let's just say I left Dennis a lot. Yeah, you left me <laughs> he a was, lot. He was by himself there, there was a, yeah you left that, that first mean, trip was but i think for me too just to put it out there more than anything like i knew what you were doing like i yeah. knew you were putting in work so more than anything like i was very very proud of you i mean i'll still the time still differences am. were challenging though. Yeah, t- time difference was a little challenging you know having to call you or stay up yeah. And make sure we got in touch before you went out and did your thing at work or before I went out to work. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, like, I was very, very proud of you. You know what I'm saying? And and it was just amazing because I remember, too, like, before, you know, while we were dating, too, you shared with me that you had a five-year plan. You know, like, yeah. you know, with the house and everything. I know I the did. traveling I forgot wasn't... about it. And the traveling was in there. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, but I know it wasn't like a... a, a big like huge part where you were just like hey like i got you know it was mean? just but, like oh shoot but, this was in my five year plan kind of you know he worked it, it out. To happen. so i was just supporting you know i was just yeah. supportive of like are oh, you going to the uk great well let me go ahead grab you some some gear or whatever yeah. so you can go out there and do your thing japan same thing germany the same so for me more than anything i was just like look all right she's going out there do her thing but then once, you know, once we get our stuff right and we get to traveling, we already know where we're going. Yep. We got people to meet and everything. So it's it learned me how it taught me how to um, pack Try. like a pro. pro yeah, yeah. The first time I went, it was yeah. a two week long trip and I, think, I, I took my big suitcase. Yeah. Did I? 
I, I'm not sure. I think we watched the. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all into Mr. Porter, but I think I sent you a Mr. Porter video on how to pack, and I ignored it. Probably. You probably did. I think I did yeah. because I packed terrible. <laughs> Let's just say when I got to the airport, my check-in bag mm-hmm. was too heavy to where I had to physically take stuff out of my suitcase and put Sheesh. it into the stuff I was carrying. Then I picked the suitcase up and didn't realize it wasn't What's zipped cool? and my clothes and stuff start scooting along the floor in the in the airport. It was Sheesh. terrible. Nah, but but like yeah, I was I was ecstatic for you like it was just amazing. And it's crazy though that because even when we were in Indianapolis and we started dating and, and when people would ask what you do, uh, I had a couple of people like, aren't you intimidated by that? I'm like, why would I be intimidated because she's doing her thing? Like, I feel like it's bad that people are shocked seeing somebody in engineering. Like, I, to be honest, at first, that response, mm-hmm. you always get the same, like people's face yeah, kind of lighten yeah, up and it's yeah, just like... Yeah. But, I but I, I like again, to be low key. I don't even tell anybody too, I'm an you engineer. Gotta, you got to think like there are people who probably don't see enough successful people yeah. like or accomplish so much, especially for you to be. I mean, and it sucks too. Like, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be as like surprising nowadays because yeah. a lot of black women are making moves. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But, but it's still very heavily oh, yeah. male. Of course, of course, oriented. it is. But. Like, Especially I mean, at Rolls Royce, it still is in the UK yeah. and even in here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But moving from um, after leaving Rolls Royce, just what it's been two months ago now. Yeah, I was there months. working full time over just over four years, almost yeah. hit five year mark. Um, moving and now I'm working at Honeywell, still in aerospace. Mm-hmm. But it's night and day like there are so many women in leadership so much more diverse and i know culturally where we're at in california yeah there's a lot more diversity and culture but it's shocking like the difference because you've been in a a i've been in a straight where i go into a room and i didn't realize start realizing it until like maybe two years in i oh no i noticed a little bit within the first year or so but going into a meeting room I'm the only woman. Dang, I'm the only black woman. Dang, it ain't nothing but a whole bunch of white dudes in here. <laughs> yeah. But so. I, I think, too, what was really cool, because I remember we, when we went to the, um, was it the, like the air, I don't want to call it air show. No, it was Rolls Royce celebrating, well, the Allison part of Rolls Royce celebrating the 100 year anniversary. The 100 year. So we went, and it was super cool to get on the jet. Citation had, 10 yeah. before anybody even had it. Like, yeah. that was super duper cool. Judge Judy had hers on Judge order. Judy had hers, you know what I'm saying? But it, it was, like, really cool even to be able, like, to meet the CEO of yeah. Rolls well, Royce yeah. North, North America. America the president, um, yeah. Like. Which was a woman who just got in maybe yeah. a year prior to you. Mm-hmm. Um, common, so, which was huge so because were, she wasn't even doesn't even have an engineering background wow yeah because she was she, she was, was in aerospace mm-hmm. um she was i think she worked for the faa she worked in government and everything else can't mm-hmm. remember all the specifics but but i remember seeing her yeah and i was just like yo this is amazing like yeah. i'm the type where i'm just like yo i see a woman doing something really cool i'm all about yo let's support yeah but you remember when i was like yo i'm about to go say something oh, to Lord. her and you were like no don't do that i was like nah she needs to know you like <laughs> which I just, we i had already met her because being on that. the board of women north so. uh rose royce women north america yeah. we which was a employee resource group so they were trying to 
help merge and bring that diversity, bring awareness to that diversity but and what inclusion. What was really cool for me was when I went there and spoke to her. She was really cool. Oh, yeah. Super One. Southern accent. Yes. But what was really cool is that she recognized you. Yeah, she remembered me. Like, she remembered you. I thought that was super yeah. duper cool. And just to put in context, we're in Indianapolis. She sits a- in um, in Ruston, which is uh, um, DMV area, Northern mm-hmm. Virginia. Yeah. Um, DC area. Nah, that was, that was really cool for me. Just to, I was able to understand, like, one, like, you're not just an engineer, but you're a woman. And, so and I the, stick and the, out like a sore with, thumb. With, a, with responsibility. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That was super cool for me. That Way was, more now than I did then, yeah. than I ever realized back yeah. then. But what's funny is just before, so kind of put in the context before us moving out here, we mm-hmm. were trying to figure out what was next for us. My yeah. two-year assignment um, out in Virginia was coming to an end, said we were never going back to Indianapolis. I was supposed yeah. to go back to Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, and we were just trying to figure out what next was for us. So we started looking around. Mm-hmm. And before I got my job offer out here mm-hmm. um, with Honeywell, she actually came to an event and I got invited at the location that I was at mm-hmm. in Virginia, which is very small um, location. So she was retiring and the new mm-hmm. CEO for uh, Rolls Royce North America um, was coming on board and they were doing like a WebEx and I got invited to it. And afterwards I ran into her. She remembered me again. You it's see? been, it was like two, two and a half years yeah, after. Yeah. Now that speaks. It was super dope. She that gave me speaks. some great advice. Yeah. I told her the whole situation of deciding what to do. She mm. really um, pushed and recommended me trying to do an international assignment, which I almost did. Yeah, at I remember one point. we were supposed to be in the UK for yeah. s- three to six months. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of happy it didn't happen, but <laughs> I'm not I mean, a fan you know of the UK. You know what's crazy? I think I probably would have had way more fun. Oh than yes, you. <laughs> yeah. The only dope thing is is mm-hmm. being able to get cheap flights and going over to Europe and yeah, just yeah. traveling all year. We would have, we would have been. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, who says? I mean, I mean, it may we, still we, happen. We have a lot of things in the in the works. Yeah, where traveling is gonna be amazing, but uh, that that speaks so much volume of who you are and and speaks for your work too. Because mm-hmm. I remember when. I mean, it was executives like pretty much just wanting to know, like, okay, well, what do you want to do? We want to do what you want to do. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I forgot about that. the The executive executive over the um, supply mm-hmm. chain unit that I was in, like being in that role in Virginia, it was mm-hmm. a very small location. Yeah. I was the only design engineer sitting in manufacturing, yeah. um, and. I got a lot of exposure. I went to the UK three different times, each for two week stints. And yeah. so I just, I got some very high exposure with higher ups in the company. So a, let's say a 12 year old Danielle. <laughs> I was not thinking about anything like, at the age. Like I was still you, riding my bike playing outside. No. <laughs> you know, do you think like, what would the 12, you know, what would you say to your 12 year old self? Like, you know. Well, pay attention in school, man. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have been so hard. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I think 12-year-old version of me, mm-hmm. oh, man, would be to not make some of the dumb financial. The yeah, thing is, with engineering comes um, 
a good income. Yeah. I mean, yeah. good security uh, and everything. Yeah, yeah, moving out here was a huge. Even taking into account the the um, cost of living increase yeah. for California, it was still a huge I pay know, increase. I and I think too, like just thinking about that, because I remember when we initially came out here for um, Emily's wedding yeah. I said yo we need to move here and you were like no the money no, you know, is too expensive we is, ain't going but, out but there but now like I mean we're here we live in a really good area um, we're still able like we're not we're not struggling you yeah. know what I'm saying so I think it, it, it's 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 good being being young being able to make those those decisions and following or yeah. wanting to be where you are. And it's funny. Now I'm thinking if the other thing I would say to my 12-year-old self mm-hmm. is to follow your passions and not necessarily the yeah. money. I feel like following your passions and even if it takes some time to get where you want to be yeah. is better than dreading going to work every day. I dread going to work sometimes. Yeah. A um, lot of times. Yeah. And yeah. I, I sometimes I wish I, but, I wonder but do what you would think, do you think it's more of like the demand for the attention of the work you're doing? No, it's the level of the work. One of the biggest things for me when I was working as a design engineer, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be this technical. This is too much thinking. By the time I get off work, you know, it, you yeah, see it when I yeah. get off. I am mentally drained. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk. I don't want to do nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm I'm done for the day. And yeah. It can be not doing a physical like labor job. Yeah. Doing a mental job can be yeah. just as exhausting. Do you think there's room for a, a life work balance though that oh, you yeah. just haven't there's... necessarily found or tapped in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I would say this. I think that you're slowly navigating and getting. I'm realizing the importance of it exactly. because these past five years working in corporate America. I've neglected myself. I haven't mm-hmm. taken care of myself like I should. Yeah. Um, and that work, people talk about work-life balance and you don't really realize it until you get into a space where, shoot, we got a lot of crap to do. Yeah. I got to work these extra hours and I'm neglecting myself yeah. and what I need. Something even as simple as going to get my hair done, going to see a doctor, getting a checkup, yeah. stuff like that. It wasn't making so the time def- for. Definitely. I mean, just to say the, the, the least with this, like, yeah, you're in corporate America, you're making money, but you also have to understand that you are your own responsibility, yep. right? Yep. Now, if you had to give, you know, a group of young girls uh, any type of advice as far as like, yo, like, I want to be an engineer or I don't know what I want to do, yeah. like, what would... What, what would you tell I them? I would say it's okay not to know what you want to do. I still don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and then two, don't be scared and intimidated. Like, Which is super cool. I think it's dope what you just said that you still don't know what you want to do because you know like, hey, yes, I'm an engineer now, but I may be an engineer uh, in a different way or I might do yeah. this something else. I totally might go different. back to art or whatever. Yep. Which I kind of have mm-hmm. on the slide with yep. video production and That's stuff right. and also being my producer at times yeah <laughs> a lot of times <laughs> so, so you would tell them to just follow their dreams yeah follow their dreams follow i hate saying like follow their heart and stuff yeah but really find out what you're good at what yeah. you're good at then follow that don't follow after a money trail or follow after what somebody says you yeah. should do yeah. figure out what it is it's okay not knowing what you want to do mm-hmm. but allow what you enjoy doing to help 
mold and shape and direct you in the way that that um you should go even when it comes to school you don't have to go to college yeah like don't feel pressured to to have to go to college there's other ways people are making millions of dollars doing youtube videos yeah like there are so many different ways to be successful and then also figure out what the definition of success is for you yeah like success isn't all about money because you can have money you can get more money but with more money comes more responsibility more bills so it 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 just i don't know follow what you what you love and enjoy and don't necessarily toss definitely challenge yourself Mm -hmm. um engineering was extremely challenging and it's still challenging in the in what i do right now Mm -hmm. um but don't be afraid or intimidated. Like yeah. if something's a male oriented field, like pull your pants up and just do it. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, it stuff's not going to change unless you be that change. So yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's funny. You said, pull your pants up. It made me think about when people about to fight and they pull their pants up. But now, um, now you said something really cool about, you know, the, the definition of success we talk all the time you're my wife so we talk all the time so i i i feel like i have an idea or i know it but what is your definition of success man for me right now there's multiple keys of it um and i think being mentally spiritually mm-hmm. and physically healthy mm-hmm. and balanced to me is success success yeah like it's not about focusing on the money it's not about focusing on um what's that next career progression um for me or or whatever or what will get me to the quote-unquote top Mm -hmm. um for me success is being able to enjoy what i do Mm -hmm. i know there's always going to be challenges whatever you do but being happy and excited going to work yeah. whatever quote-unquote work whether is you're for it. working for a company or working for yourself or working for yourself doing whatever yeah um and being debt free man debt free yes that ain't no joke i uh, made some dumb decisions straight out of out of college because of having money and having yep. a good credit score so yeah stay away from yeah you just from, be smart because yeah you got you got to know assets and liabilities. You know? Signing it, a piece of paper yep. may okay. seem like it's oh oh this is amazing I'm getting mm-hmm. this right now but you got to think long term this that's thing's right. gonna stay around for that's right. years if you're not careful. And that's how they get college students. Oh, you know? Yeah. But babe, good talk, yeah. Ama- amazing talk. I think that we were able to get out a lot on how you made a decision. Of going into engineering, you doing the research, you studying, having a close knit group that you were able to accomplish a lot with. Mm-hmm. Um, using my resources around me. Using your resources, um, you know, being able to uh, network, mm-hmm. you know, uh, network and um, being introvert and being able to network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being an introvert, being able to network, um, and, and also using. Uh, you know the, your platform it being your job to be able to get opportunities to travel the world yeah. you know um so that's amazing like i said i'm very very proud of you of just one just being an amazing woman 
Uh, but two, it's just amazing to see a black woman, an engineer, and doing what you do. I feel like a lot of times you don't even give yourself enough credit. I'm uh, humble. I, I know I you're humble with it, but that's that's where I, I I'm. Like I'm there to you know, to to. Um, I appreciate it. You know, because I I kind of yeah I don't yeah. give credit to it sometimes, yeah. but it's not me. Yeah, no, I I get you. You're not you're not very. You're not the type to go out and just speak and yeah. da, 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 unless like you know you're asked to or whatever. But yeah. uh, um, I'm very very proud of you because even seeing what you do um, um, and, and knowing what you do and also the the magnitude of your you know your work uh, and the the and the, the mental attention that you have to bring to it it, it motivates me and and my work you know uh, my work is more into my passion and everything but. I work my butt off because being able to see my wife work her butt off and you also support me and just like I support you and everything is, is just, is just amazing, you know? So, um, with that being said, before we close out, uh, can you give me five of your top, like your five motivations? My five motivations. Number one is God. Like yeah. I wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at without mm-hmm. him. I'd be nothing. Um, so God's one motivation, um, second motivation is just, I would say family, but also like having, doing what it takes to, to, to push that next, set something up for that next generation, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to give back to them and take stuff another step and do better than where my parents may have. Um, gotten to and just taking what they've done to the next step so that's Mm -hmm. my next motivation um you're a huge motivation Mm -hmm. um your talents and gifts that are in you it drives me to push even harder and to help pull out and and help you well thank you um (laughs) is that three yeah that's three you got two more my next motive oh two was i gave two so that's four so i got one more I said, no, okay. I said, yeah, right, family right. in the next generation. Okay, all right. Um, Which I feel like it is family, but I'll let you slide. <laughs> One more. My fifth fifth motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have a fifth one. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I was avoiding trying to say money, nah, but that, yeah, that, it is. That, I ain't going yeah. to lie. That freedom, is, I think, is a really, really big one for both of us. I mean, because yeah. we know where our family's been and yeah. everything. And we I want to be in survival of, mode. Yeah, like, I want to nah, get on top of stuff. Live. And I think, I mean, with my parents and your parents have very similar, you know, yeah. uh, and they've their work ethics are... are it's crazy. It's taught me how to work. Exactly. How I do. You know, the same here, but we like, okay, we don't want to, we appreciate it, but we want to do better. We want to take it to the next level and just kind of break the cycle of yep. being in survival mode. We will actually want to live. So I think that's, that's a big one. But with that being said, thank you, uh, wifey. Um, you guys have been able to hear from Danielle Botang um, and hear more about her story where she, how she, you know, was able to get into engineering, what she's doing. Uh, but another thing that it sucks that we weren't able to, we didn't touch on is that what you do outside of engineering, which you're a video, um, videographer, um, multimedia producer um, on the side. You do photography 
little from bit time of time to time. Little. Yeah, only when you have to. Yeah. Um, but um, but you're also my manager too. Yeah, about that. <laughs> another time, another conversation. Yeah, but uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, the Top Five Podcast. As you know, I'm your host Dennis Botang, um, and this is where I talk to dope people who are doing dope things. And I am an advocate for nurturing the culture, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, you guys enjoyed this episode, so make sure you guys tune in, share, and uh, let me know what you think. Have a good one. Top five, no debating. Top five, top five, top five.